Welcome to Shooting the Shit. The podcast bringing bathroom banter from our home to yours. Sit back and relax on your porcelain throne. Hello, um, this is Jane, and today with me, or tonight with me, um, but I guess it's early evening, earlier evening for her, is uh, Sophie. Oh, it's it's light, really long here. So it's, it's, yeah, it's beautiful there. Yeah. Um, and Sophie is coming to us all the way from Montana, uh, specifically from Kalispell, Montana, which my mom knew a lot about, and I didn't, which I feel like she huh is way more educated than I am. And I need to talk to her about that. Okay. Um, but she like knew immediately when I told her that you were from there. Um, hmm. so I, I don't think so. That's okay. the thing. Does she I work? Think, in, she works in hotels. Yeah. She's works in hospitality. So maybe, I don't know, but she like immediately when I said Kalispell, she was like, yeah, I was like, you oh. know what that is. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm just, I'm just the one who doesn't. Um, yeah. But Sophie and I um, met each other last year. Yeah, around this time, uh, last year in August. And she is a beautiful human, a beautiful friend, and a wonderful artist. Um, and so I have her on with me today to kind of discuss her path into art. Um, and specifically what she does with art. And yeah, that's about about it. Um, so I guess to kind of get us started, because it is a bathroom-themed podcast, <laughs> um, I thought it would be fun to ask some bathroom questions. So number one is, what has been your all-time best bathroom you have ever experienced? I would have to say when I was camp counseling in Wisconsin, um, mm. um, <laughs> the bathroom itself was probably <laughs> the worst bathroom, but um, it was communal bathrooms. We were sharing with third graders. It was just a lot, <laughs> like just a stall of like 20 showers. And yeah, it was, it was, um, yeah, but <laughs> uh it was really fun because attached to the bathroom, we had our living area. We called it the Biff bathroom in the forest. Um, I like that. Yeah, we just had lots of late nights talking and um, dancing and just laying on the couch. And that's where we had all our like locker spaces or cubby holes, the, all the counselors. And um, there were about like 25 of us and that's where I met or just that's where a lot of my best friends um where I met them and we got close and and consoling each other over camp counseling and yes yeah. <laughs> as someone who uh I have never went been to camp so tired of my life yeah I was never a camp counselor which I really regret but yeah we were combining college classes it was too much it's just yeah sometimes I 
don't regret it. Um, <laughs> I was looking back on how I was as a camper. I was like, Mm-mm, no one wants to deal with this right now. Any of us, we were horrible. It just, mm. <laughs> especially especially Jewish summer camp is like a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of best bathroom experiences, what has been the worst bathroom you've ever been in or experienced that you've ever had? Um, well, probably that bathroom. So it's the best and the worst. <laughs> but um, I did you love a double header. <laughs> yeah, my bathroom in India. Um, I had to kill grasshoppers with like the toilet brush because they were really loud and were keeping me awake <laughs> and nice. and I mean it was a nice spacious bathroom but I think like that made it mm-hmm. the grasshoppers were hard and then um when it got in and like in the winter it was like 40 50 degrees at night yes and then I had to do like bucket showers when the it, hot water wasn't working and I think I realized after like five months how to use the hot water, but I was just <laughs> not doing this. the um the what do you call it the faucet thing, but yeah, that that's just yeah, that was yeah. always a time. <laughs> I really, I love like outdoor bathrooms in some senses, like, but also yes, they do have their their. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was indoor. It was indoor. Oh, it was indoor. Yeah, I don't know how the grasshopper. Oh, but interesting. Yeah, mine was when I did uh, my stay um, in in South Africa. It was it was outdoor. It was mm-hmm. a good time. I had to like, I had a ho- I had host brothers, so I like <laughs> rubbed my towel like across the field, um, <laughs> like butt naked, but in the towel, just like trying to get the because cr- I didn't want to bring everything in there with me because then I had to get dressed right after which meant I would be wet when I got dressed it was a whole thing yeah, um yeah and yeah they had it was no light in there so the mom always told me to like try to bathe before like 6 p.m because the sun started to set because it was their winter mm-hmm. and uh one time I went in there late and she was just like yeah it's kind of dark I put a light in there for you and it was like just one single wax candle like <laughs> as big as my like yeah, as big as my index finger, and it was just like I ever. I just, I, I just I've stared at it. Actually, I just thought of yeah. Um, I so when we had a, we were a student group to Honduras, and I like woke up in the middle of the night, and I was sick, and so I like ran to the bathroom, but then it was raining, it was pitch black, so I ran down oh. the slope, and then I just slipped in the mud. And so then I was like knee deep in mud. <laughs> and you already don't feel good. <laughs> I'm gonna get in the bathroom. Yeah, and you just want to go to the bathroom. It's like all covered with uh, uh, garbage bags, <laughs> and I can't see anything, and it's dark. And then You're just wandering, I, like touching things. It's like full of shit. So and then right then, I. I was sick, and then right then I started my period, and I was like, "This is this is how I go. Yeah, this is it. This is it. This is it." Yeah, I got. I think I got mine when I was at my. It was the rural homestay I was at, um, and it was a pit latrine, which was fine. But like at night, they wouldn't let us go to the to the outhouse because um, there had actually been a recent. Um, 
uptick in women being taken for like human trafficking, um, which is horrible. And they wanted to keep us safe. And so they were like, you can only go to the bathroom and do all these things inside after it gets dark. But it got dark so early. So I'd have like a little, I have to like go in the corner and like hide from my sisters and like, <laughs> and like do everything, but like in a bucket, mm. which is really fun. And then in the morning I would like wake up at like 6am and like run it out yeah. um, to, to get rid of the evidence. Pit, speaking pit latrines um, or Indian toilet, I don't yeah, know toilet, but um, compost toilets they're all very similar <laughs> yeah yeah they actually it's actually much more sanitary than it is a sit-down toilet um because you're just so what they they do with the squat and then mm-hmm. it just goes straight in and like uh like it's actually pretty gross if you think about our toilets like yep how it all just like goes into the water that we drink technically <laughs> or, or or that we like sit on the seat everyone yeah it's just yeah it's, we sit on the seat, yeah. So it's a lot more sanitary to just squat yeah know? and it's a lot more like actually to our like anatomy how you're supposed to squat on a toilet yeah um yeah yeah things come out a lot easier which mm-hmm. is really fun yeah. and it's like, <laughs> you realize how fast you go <laughs> yeah it was like a very um yeah hygiene is just um and is like exp- Explored in interesting ways they're like you don't sit down or a lot of people don't sit down on the sidewalk but they squat and yeah. then get really comfortable and I guess I didn't realize why they did that but it's so that they don't sit on the dirty ground and yeah. so they do the same thing going to the bathroom or yeah. it's interesting yeah it's interesting yeah. our hygiene rules are like norms in the west I think mm-hmm. like when I was in when I was in South Africa and like they I remember my host mom she um had like drawn me a bath and you're like getting prepped for that and it's just they're they do baths there we like baths here like more of a luxury kind of thing like you do it after you shower or you do it and then you shower um yeah it's more of like a you like drink wine while you do it you read a book you watch a movie Mm -hmm. whatever um, but there, it's like it's how you get clean, and it and it makes yeah. way more sense. Like yeah. when I actually was in the bath, and they would give you the bucket, and like I would do it, I was like, oh, this is so much more efficient than me taking a shower. <laughs> like you waste way less water. Yeah, um, it's still hot when you use it, so it's fine. And then yeah, it's just like it's really I don't know. It's just like much more conscious, and also I didn't take baths as often. Mm. Um, like in the U.S., it's like people are like, "I shower every day," and you're like, "Do we need to shower every day? Like, is that mm-hmm. is that really is it necessary?" Mm-hmm. Depends how greasy your hair is, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> and like obviously, if you're doing like really like outdoor labor or like hard labor, um, obviously it's a little different. But like everyday people, like I don't think we need to be showering every day. Just a personal mm-hmm. opinion, but. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're like breaking the barrier on our skin or whatever. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, we're not I'm using soap this much. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I guess going off of soap and my last bathroom related question for now is uh, what is your must have bathroom product? It can be something used in the shower. It can be a face product. Um, bath product, 
toilet product, whatever works for you. <laughs> um, I love um, a vitamin C serum called CE. Mm. Um, it's, I basically, that's all I use for makeup and it's not even makeup. It's just like. Well, now we have just, a secret. <laughs> it's now we all have the secret yeah. to soaking skin. <laughs> and yeah, it just feels so fresh and yeah. Um I feel very uh like uh, yeah, just it's, it's my vitamin C serum. Yeah. It's like yeah. sunshine in a bottle. Yes. Yeah. Exactly how it should be. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. And I feel like a lot more people will have glowing skin like you soon. <laughs> Especially me. Um, so I guess moving on from the bathroom related questions, um, I kind of wanted to jump into how you got into the world of art, um, because I think it's such a wonderful and cool and sometimes I think unexplored world for um, people in a lot of different fields, like whether it's people in education or medical fields, things like that, they just don't get to touch on art as much um, or they're discouraged to for some reason. Um, so I guess to start off, I wanted to ask you like how you first got introduced to this um, as not, not even like a field, but um, or like a career or anything, but just as like an interest. Yeah. Um. When I was little at the elementary school I was going to, uh, we didn't have an art classroom, but we would take the bus to the community art center in town. It was called Stumptown Art Studio. Um, and um, it was just so wonderful. Um, we had... I think three teachers um, and they just taught us like they, they did really fun kids projects and mixed in art history with it. And it was all really accessible and then just like very accessible projects. And I think um, I've really fallen in love with art throughout the years as um, teachers have, been really good at teaching um mm -hmm. and um and I've had some teachers that didn't really teach but were just like oh you're just creative just do whatever you want and then it would fall completely flat like yeah like having that direction can be yeah yeah it's like any it's like chemistry like you don't just yeah like, you don't just pick up I don't know so um yeah yeah. <laughs> so, and then, I could have picked up chemistry. So, yeah. <laughs> and then I um, got to college, and I just I loved it. Um, and again, I think it was that piece of really being explicitly taught mm -hmm. and guided. Um, and then the the discoveries um, coming out of that um, guidance and. Um, yeah, and it's just it's just always, yeah, it's, it's like, it's not really something like I chose. Like mm -hmm. I, for a long time, yeah. was really trying to do something else. Um, but it always kind of came back to you. 
Yeah. Like it always shows you. I, yeah, I, I think I was scared of, I, of entrepreneurship or, mm-hmm. um, I just wanted something, um, that like I could be employed by someone else. Um, yeah. Be like kind of out of my hands, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I um, thought that I wanted to be like more social at my job, so I was like, "Oh, I don't want to do be in a studio or a, I'm doing graphic design." But then I realized that I actually work really well in those settings, and then because um, I'm an introvert. And I do all of my socializing at yeah. dinner or at Aikido <laughs> or yes. it's like that's as much as I can do. Um, and, and that's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. It, 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 yeah. It took me a long time to figure out. So I was for combining art with a lot of other things for a while. And I do have a genuine interest in like psychology and, um, and like kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's more of just like, that's more of just more of who, what makes me who I am. I love to talking. Yeah. To people and, and I think that influences a lot of what you do. I feel like too, like you can yeah. express it in such a different way than mm-hmm. like a psychologist yeah. could or like a therapist yeah. or yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, it's cool to realize like art is um, like a big part of my life or who I am, but it is one, just one part. And then we're so mysterious, but so much more, um, expansive outside of that. And yeah, like we're, I am a sister, a daughter, an aunt, um, um, a friend and, yeah. and it all goes together, but like, it's cool to know that we're, we're just expanding and, yeah yeah (laughs) that's beautiful I love that (laughs) I guess kind of jumping off that but also you kind of already talked about it I guess is um what would you say art means to you as a person um just an individual um I mean, it means everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's... I know, it's a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> no. A bit no. of a loaded one. It, it means everything. And then again, like what we just talked about, it doesn't mean everything. Like, um, yeah. we are, um, you know, like, we're so mysterious. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think... Um, it, it, yeah. And again, it's just something that, you know, I haven't chosen, but like over and over again, I've been like, it's caught up with me or I've been overwhelmed by it. Yeah. Um, I was having a conversation with my cousin Mackenzie actually on the stick and, um, I was just really distraught and I was like, I don't. I don't know, like, what, like, uh, yeah, and she was, like, she was just, like, Sophie, just, like, I just, you just need to, 
be doing art like that yeah the only thing like that is just what makes sense uh, my uncle's dog just farted <laughs> um, but it was like a <laughs> um, and so uh, yeah and I think um, I think it's in college I did get really frustrated with people's attempt to like put words or language to mm-hmm. art or to describe the experience of art because that's literally the point of art is that it's goes beyond words yeah um, and so I would get frustrated by that or th- like that type of expression but I think I am realizing that like oh and <laughs> I'm moving away from the very the very hard ass my art doesn't mean anything leave me the fuck alone <laughs> but just college let me do what i want to do yeah. but it uh but realize like looking i think i look back on my work mm-hmm. um, and then i see things that came out later um i don't know a lot about our therapy but um like when i'm making it i don't really know what it means but then i like f- when i was in india Mm -hmm. I was doing everything about the moon and, Mm -hmm. um, and I was spending a lot of time on the rooftop, um, of my house, um, at night. And, and I think I've, and I've had some, um, like, uh, we talked about this last night, like, um, uh, pre PMDD, I forget what it, premenstrual, something just really bad PMS. (laughs) I've been thinking about like, like the moon. yeah Uh, no when I wasn't yeah yeah and when I wasn't and it's wild that our bodies follow it's almost a different language than we speak yeah yeah or it's new yeah like we are nature so it shouldn't be wild but it is wild that we're literally on the same cycle as the moon like what like yeah (laughs) but I wasn't thinking about we're on the same cycle our oceans on the same cycle like everything Yeah, it's wild. Um, Scary, but, but it's also like really like weirdly liberating in that way to be like they're doing that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I've been I read this book. Um, it was like an anthology, or is that like a bunch of essays? Is that an anthology? Yep. Oh um, yeah. Of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, eco psychology words. <laughs> and a kind of a new school of thought of people pushing psychology past the boundaries of um well a lot of psychologists lived in urban settings and Mm -hmm. areas in that way but um so it's about exploring not just interpersonal relationships or your relationship with yourself but your relationship with the environment um with nature and then yeah um and so I think I've been thinking a lot about that, how I'm situated in nature. Um, and especially as I've realized that I need to like, um, never leave Montana again. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful. Like I can look behind you and it's insane. (laughs) And I've been the past few nights I've been sleeping outside and just stars and, um, but the, the eco psychology is interesting because um, 
it's kind of drawing on indigenous traditions and, mm-hmm. and like, yeah. traditions. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and, but just, just exploring things and how we've kind of abandoned the idea of how we are situated in nature and how, and that has tons yeah. of implications for like the climate and, <laughs> and I mean, for, everything. Has, yeah. for, for literally everything, but um, I think I'm interested in, I think that, interested in um like what is where and where am I situated in this or like I'm not I'm decentered yeah. not a centered perspective it's like a mm-hmm. it's decentered which is pretty liberating and cool yeah <laughs> and, and you just find yourself in the mix kind of yeah yeah, yeah. and uh yeah, I don't know. So, um, well, I do know. I do know. I shouldn't say. <laughs> but sometimes you don't, and that's like yeah, that's yeah. kind of what's what's beautiful about I think working. I think specifically, you really enjoy working with nature and natural forms and everything, mm-hmm. which I think is really, in so many ways, liberating because like you get to truly be a part of that art. It's mm-hmm. not like you're trying to center yourself as the artist. Um, because you're a part of that whole experience. Right. Right. Which yeah. I think is really cool. Yeah. So <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> um, so I guess um, for our listeners, I kind of wanted to let them know um, or ask you what your favorite forms of art are to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some of them just from my experience with you. Um, and I actually have a few of – I actually remade – Oh, can you see it? No, where? Yeah. I remade my gallery wall to like center it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of your, some of your work. Oh. Um, so <laughs> I wanted to, to kind of ask you, um, yeah, what are your favorite forms to work with? Um, maybe like what are some new forms that you've been exploring or anything like that? Uh, just to kind of give everybody a taste mm-hmm. <laughs> um. of who Sophie is. <laughs> Sophie's Choice. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Just, I don't know. I'm just yelling things. I'm um, going to keep saying things. Um, so uh, I, do, I do a lot of things. Um, during, so since COVID has happened, I've kind of just like been doing lots of random stuff. Um, I mean, I guess mostly I work in paint. Like I'm just a painter. I've had people tell me your instincts are that of a painter. You will always be a painter. And that doesn't mean you always work within paint, but, um, yeah, yeah. But painting has, um, or the discipline of painting has really specific instincts in it. That is different than drawing, for example, or, um, sculpting or, and, and then you explore all of those things and stuff. But I think even though I do a lot of mixed media, I primarily, think as a painter um and and that is um and I think in color um so I've always been really into I've always been very colorful yeah <laughs> like I've always worn really colorful clothes and- I love it oh I wish you could see your outfits so beautiful the linen the linen, yeah, the, linen. <laughs> the colorful linen <laughs> 
Honestly, I'll miss, uh, I miss that so much. <laughs> I started buying linen. I think it's I think rubbing off on me. <laughs> it's really just it's it's the future. Like it's so truly really the future. <laughs> it's so breathable and it's modest uh, and it just wow. It hits everything <laughs> I want. Yeah. And, I know <laughs> and the color, yeah, like what you can yeah. get with the dyes, yeah. like. Mm. Uh, mm. <laughs> So good. So Stunning. good. <laughs> and it can just, it's so loose. It's like wearing pajamas. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a walk up, pretend I'm a business professional, but I'm not <laughs> a business bitch in linen. Yes. In linen. Like our girl, <laughs> Karen. 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 I'll hail Karen. Yes. The queen of linen. Not the Karen that everybody knows from Twitter. This is the cool Karen. <laughs> the cool Karen. The different Karen. She's the new wave Karen. She's coming for all of us. Third wave Karen. You have to be prepared because her style is impeccable. It is. It is. Um, just her presence and her. Her presence. Oh. herself. It's soothing. Oh, soothing. It's I hope she. I hope she observes me when I student teach. That would be really helpful. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that happens. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah. No, that's a that's a part. That's a part yeah. of all of us. Oh, so, yeah. Just put me under the microscope, why don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I look very cute under a microscope, but who knows? Maybe they'll find something. <laughs> I think you'd look cute. Yeah. <laughs> a little orange blob. <laughs> a little pink. Hello, J- hello, <laughs> hello, microbe. <laughs> <laughs> I am a microbe. I am. I am a microbe. <laughs> I am a country. I am the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> Truly, I am the energizer bunny. <laughs> sometimes I'm just like. Mm. Sometimes I'm like, maybe I should have been prescribed Adderall as a child, and then I'm like. No, I kind of produced my own, so it was fine. <laughs> I took over, and I was like, I just kind of balanced it all, so it worked mm-hmm. out. You cope. I mean, oh, hell yeah. Resilience. Yes. <laughs> That's what, yes, that is what we call resilience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kids are amazing at that. I just – shout out to kids in this podcast. Oh, just wow. Just small <laughs> anybody below the age of like honestly yeah, anybody below the age of like eighteen, like God bless you. Like oh, Jesus at age like you right. you have done some things and survived some things that no one should have to have to survive and experience and you've done it beautifully. And yeah. just I I'm in awe of just children. Mm-hmm. I think they're the most beautiful creatures that have ever walked this earth. Mm-hmm. I love them so much. Mm-hmm. I don't want them yet, but <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the near future. We're going to wait. Um, IUD gang. Um, <laughs> but they are, they are so beautiful. Um, yeah. They just see the world in such a, such a, unfiltered way mm-hmm. that we all just see through all of these like weird norms that we have to uphold. Yeah. Yes. 
that uh, makes our brains hurt Mm -hmm. and makes us sad all the damn time. (laughs) It like doesn't, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that, that we have, we have a lot of um, mental health stuff that we need to deal with as not only a country like the U S we have our own things. um, But I think as like a whole universe, just and society, we just need to figure that out a little bit. But it makes sense because we just hold, uphold people to these like really weird, weird norms that we created. <laughs> what? Oh, where did you go? Oh, what was it? It's good. It was so beautiful. So we're like a moose in the water drinking. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> they went to the glacier? Yeah, to Glacier Park. To Glacier Park. Okay, I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> God, I need to go to Montana. Once uh, once restrictions are lifted, I will be yeah. either, either on my first flight out there with a mask on or <laughs> driving up there. Because um, yeah. with my camera, ready to go. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Like it's beautiful and beautiful people come out of it. Like you just like, <laughs> no, it's like, so it's crazy. Cause like I knew obviously, cause I was raised in the U S public school system, knew about all the States um, mm-hmm. in our great, our great country. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I never actually like, met someone from Montana and you <laughs> have just, Risen the bar <laughs> for other for other states like other Montana, oh yeah, other other Montanans and other states like yeah, that's anybody comes at me from like anywhere else like even like where I was raised like in Maryland I'm just like you you don't know anyone from Montana though do you <laughs> like <laughs> they're cool they know things um, things. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's cool. That's validating. <laughs> yeah. Very. I'm here to validate. That is, my thing. <laughs> that is what I like aim to do in my life. I just want to like validate everybody. <laughs> like everybody. Yeah. Even people that maybe don't deserve it. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Everyone deserves to be validated, I guess. Sure. Maybe their opinions aren't correct, actually. But. Deserve anything we just receive gifts. Yeah, it is true. That's something I've talked about in therapy of like, what mm. do you owe anybody anything really? You know, like at the mm. end of the day, it's a weird, it's a weird concept. The idea of like how a lot of our relationships are so transactional. Mm-hmm. Even close relationships are like really transactional. Right. Yeah. Or they um, can take that shape. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They'll begin as something else and then turn into right. that. Yeah. Especially even with like family, like people yeah. that you view as or would assume are like these people that automatically would do all these things are not going to automatically do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird seed to navigate, I think. Yeah. And I think especially like in, friendship with you like you're such a wonderful giver and you're so you're just so generous like um even just 
collecting birthday texts from everyone and sending everyone just a huge long string or just like just always remembering things, always being really present with people. And um, I think that's something that I can't that I see as a gift and something I just receive um, with a lot of gratefulness because I love to give it though I I like to be there for people yeah Yeah. so so in that way it's not transactional because I know I'm not going to match um that generosity so it's yeah um that's yeah it's nothing that I want to be matched like to be like oh you can buy me this thing that'll somehow yeah yeah. I just want your friendship (laughs) yeah and in that and and the nature of that is like mm-hmm. oh so i'm only like when you're only receiving like that mm-hmm. the way the transactional piece and it's just generosity it's just yeah um, it's just freely given and i think that's really wonderful yeah, yeah. oh thank you <laughs> so i'm receiving yeah i feel like i received gifts from you too i feel like you were just that's good <laughs> no, you are. You are just. You're just no, no. You give gifts. I mean, like they're like physical gifts. Yeah, that's fine. I don't want physical gifts. <laughs> I have too much shit. I have. I hoard. I have. I have weird yeah. stuff that I keep that I shouldn't. Um, but yeah, no. You just give so much like insight. I think is something that I really appreciate. And just you take the time to really think about things. Yeah. And I think sometimes I. I love talking. That's something I learned as a child, which is something that has been a blessing and a curse sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really nice to step back sometimes and really listen. And I think you've provided that for me and I am forever grateful for that. And it's like a really beautiful thing and (laughs) not to be dramatic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And just, I think the way, I don't know, I just think the way you see the world is just such a beautiful and calm and, you just take the time to, I think, really appreciate everything. And I think I sometimes go really fast um, for, for various reasons. Um, and I think it's really nice to see how you see the world. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Getting sentimental, <laughs> which we love. <laughs> Everyone loves a good sentimental moment. <laughs> yes, we love it. <laughs> I guess, um, Speaking of, uh, I guess, introspection and reflection and all of that um, that we were, we were kind of talking about just now, about each yeah. other, um, how do you feel that your art has grown or evolved in different ways um, during all of this, like, yeah. quarantine and, like, not quarantine and then quarantine again and then, yeah, just everything? yeah. Um, I think it's definitely been the past six months has been like a soul searching journey mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Maybe because that is where I am in life. And also, um, I think everything came to a stop when quarantine happened and yeah. um, the world just came to a stop. Oil prices went in the negative because nobody was it was insane yeah (laughs) like people were paying other people to take the oil yeah um cool (laughs) but uh so everything just 
halted. Everything had to stop. And I think a lot of things catch up with you when you stop. And yep. <laughs> a lot of things you try to run away from. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and um, we've been, um, so the theme at Aikido this month, mm-hmm. um, Aikido is a martial art, the martial art of peace. Um, and so the theme this month is presence, Ikkyo, which is wow. present. Um, and so the idea is there is um, nothing in the future is guaranteed. Um, nothing. Um, there's only this present moment and this present moment and this present moment, <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. a much different way of thinking. Um, and Completely. Think, right. Right. And I think, I mean, obviously COVID, COVID has been really tragic um, and lots of death and sickness um, and just a lot of, of everything that comes with that domestic violence. Um, yeah. Um, but also this idea of when the world stops and you stop and you have this moment and then you yeah. have this moment and <laughs> you, um, <laughs> nothing, not, not, nothing, um, is guaranteed. Um, we yeah. only right now we have right now. Um, and, um, um, yeah. So with COVID I've been thinking about that. Um, and, um, just spending time with family and, um, yeah, I was listening to, um, uh, um, um, lecture sermon by Richard Rohr and he's in New Mexico and he was saying like in COVID everything, um, or he was talking about, it was the very start of COVID. He was talking about everything Mm -hmm. coming into focus, um, and what's not important goes away and what is present, what is, um, um, what, what is the, the essentials really come Mm -hmm. in focus. And, but there's, that's tricky because we'll never be able to grasp the core of who we are. Like, yeah, (laughs) we'll never, at the end of the day. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Um, But that idea of, of everything coming into a focus, this presence, this stopping. And then, um, and, uh, there's this poem by Marie Howe from the, from, um, she came to my college and she did a poetry reading and she was the poet laureate of New York and just this goddess woman, like with this long, I'm very jealous. just like I would speak in riddles and she's like oh my god yeah just keep talking keep talking I need this (laughs) but um and uh just I think she teaches at NYU or probably yeah and she she just lives in an apartment with her daughter and it's like oh dream but (laughs) truly (laughs) just raise another strong woman that's all I want to do in my life (laughs) <laughs> um, so she wrote a whole book of poetry from perspective of Mary Magdalene, um, mm. and um, and 
and it's like a very juicy book. It's very, um, it's very sexy, <laughs> but, but yeah, <laughs> but this idea of, she said when I was, um, when I was following Jesus or when I was learning from him as a teacher, I thought that I would have to reach for something or I would have to grab onto something or attain something, become something else. But then I realized it was just about the, the poem is about, it was just about the present moment. And I noticed a cat meowing on the floor, a cup sitting on the table, a person walking by outside myself sitting in this chair. And so instead of becoming something or attaining something or this idea of all the world always moving me forward, yeah. real um, presence, real ikkyo, like we're talking about comes in just being in the now. Yeah. And then the now, <laughs> and that's just everything coming into focus, like this really clear picture. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been thinking about. That's beautiful. Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely something I think I've been struggling with during COVID of just like sitting down or just stopping, I think, because the world the world has in a lot of ways stopped and, a lot, and in other ways kept going yeah. um, or gone in new directions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think it's, yeah, sitting down and I think finally accepting that maybe we need to stop in order to go forward, that we just can't keep going this way Mm -hmm. um, in whatever way that is for each person. Like, it's just, maybe it doesn't work. Like maybe we need to like realize what it is that we're doing right now and what is great about that and what is beautiful about that and what is informative about that. And then what is maybe something that we should change about that in the future. Um, yeah, I think that's, I've just been like keeping myself very busy. <laughs> I think that's the way I cope with things. Um, yeah. And that's okay. not, yeah, yeah, I think that's, it's, it can be a way to cope, but I think something I want to do is really just not even, not sit back, but like be there and be in your see, body. Yeah, like fully. Um, and I think that can be really scary sometimes, I think, for a lot of people. I think people that don't even think it would be scary for them, people that think they are very comfortable with where they are um, in their life and in their body, if you actually sit down and confront that and, like, where where you are in reference to what you hope to be as a child or, like, what you hope to be now, right. um, it can be pretty... I don't know. It can be pretty scary. I think that you're not, you're not doing those, some of those things, but I think also it can be like super humbling mm-hmm. that I don't know. I love it. Like I, I really hope I want to find more time to do that. Cause I think it would put me in a really good headspace in order to do the work mm-hmm. that I want to do. Um, yeah. To slow down to like yourself. Yeah. In regards to like, just yeah. like wanting to not only work on myself, but like really, really, be there for the people around me. And I think understand why I want to be there for the people around me. Um, It's like a weird concept that I don't always think about. (laughs) Everything coming into your focus. Yeah. Yeah. Like a beautiful, a beautiful picture. (laughs) 
It's all about the manual focus. You can't do autofocus <laughs> for for our camera people out there. Um, I guess some of my last questions before we wrap up would be, um, I guess in regards to, I think looking at yourself and um, in regards, I think to something that is talked about a lot is self care, and there's so many different definitions of it. Um, which I think is really awesome, but sometimes can be very confusing to navigate. Um, How do you feel that art can be used as a, as a form of self-care, as a language of self-care? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So this is what I, I was struggling with when people asked me, about what yeah that's totally fine yeah Yeah, it's it's hard for me to because I just think in colors you know and and so I don't so cool (laughs) 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 um and so people are like what does it mean like well it's it's colors why what does it mean what does brown hair mean like what (laughs) um Yeah. yeah but um uh, I, what was the question? <laughs> You're fine. Um, it was about how, how do you feel art can be used as like a form or like a, maybe a pathway, okay. I guess would be a better word to self-care, whether it be during like these times specifically or just in general. Okay, maybe I'm getting a little drunk too. Um. <laughs> yeah, maybe we've been, maybe we've been having too much. Yeah, wrong pale ale. Yeah, um, yeah let me check the alcohol content. <laughs> oh god, I don't even know the alcohol content of the wine I got. But. Oh, five point two percent. That's pretty solid. That's pretty That's pretty good. Pretty solid. Yeah. I usually doesn't. I'm alcohol doesn't affect me that much, so I think I was just surprised by just how much it hit you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, uh, da, 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 self-care. Um, I think yeah, self-care is. Um, yeah, I think I don't have like any issues at all with the word self-care, but I think yeah. maybe what's more congruent for me is thinking about what am I available for mm. and then what am I not available for? Um, yeah. So when am I available? So, and I've been thinking about the concentric circles of our life and yeah, um, I've been thinking, I've been processing that a lot about how someone who's not, who's in a more distant circle, mm-hmm. that's just a different level of intimacy. That's not rejection if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's just a different. That's a really, that's a beautiful, yeah, that's a really, yeah. That's a really good way to look at it, I think. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just <laughs> yeah. It's just a different intensity of intimacy or relationship. It's in no way rejection. Yeah. I love that. Wait, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to write that down for me later. <laughs> so, I need that. Yeah. 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 And so we become. I think more or less available to different people in our lives. Like I was available to the cashier at the supermarket in that moment, but we are um, pretty distant from each other in these concentric circles. So I'm not going to go 
I'm yeah, I'm not going to spend every day with that person or just by the nature of that relationship. Um, And so I think, and boundaries is a hard word for me too, because that's so tied up in rejection or isolation. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Isolation. It becomes, it's it's such a, yeah. I feel like it's been such a negative word for me. Right. Like in my life, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. The, the conceptual circles are, they are, it's a new way for me to think about boundaries as mm-hmm. uh, different intensities of engagement. Um, and so, um, so then what am I available for? Um, or, or if someone isn't available to spend time with me instead of me thinking of that as, or taking that to heart or, um, or being disappointed by that, realizing, oh, they're just available for themselves or for the mm-hmm. world or for someone else at that point because that particular that, moment, yeah. Yeah, that's our distance from each other. And um and so um and then I mean that comes up in everything. Like am I available to um yeah, like am I available to have coffee with my mom on this particular morning yeah you know and I depending on what kind of day it is I may be or may not be and it's I don't really think of that as self-care I just think of that as like this cosmic relationship that yeah in you know (laughs) um in these circles yeah we're all just like moving right our own little solar systems right 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 Yeah. yeah I think that's such a better way to look at it I think than like I, it obviously takes time, but I think when you just see somebody not wanting to like hang out immediately or like be able to do that one mm-hmm. thing that you wanted to do, you view it as this rejection or as this, yeah. oh, they're putting up this boundary because they don't want to deal with me or yeah. they don't want to deal with whatever baggage I bring to the table or things mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, I think that's such a that's such a better way and like honestly more like realistic way to look at it of just how people people actually act in their lives yeah like we do like there's like just people in our circles like as we move out of just like right stuff happens things happen every day small Mm -hmm. things that can affect right how you move within that system Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I love that I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I said beautiful a lot, and I do mean it. <laughs> I just like the word. <laughs> and then, uh, I guess, speaking of beautiful, I guess my last question, um, podcast-related, would be, um, what would I guess, what would you recommend for people that are kind of first finding their footing um, down the art world, whatever that may be, whether it's sculpture, drawing, painting, photography, mixed media. Um, yeah. yeah. What would be like your, what would you advise them or recommend or even if it's not that, just like any knowledge you'd want to share? <laughs> yeah. I would say that it does not have to look cookie cutter. Like you don't have to go to college or you can go to college mm-hmm. and 
do whatever you want or you can go to art school or like or just don't go to college go to community college go yeah to whatever you want um but like there are always ways to learn and people to learn from and I've I think I was a little bit stuck for a while thinking about um if I should um like go to art school or get in mm-hmm. MFA or something or because that's kind of the prescribed um yeah way to do things or like that is I couldn't really think outside of that and then I started realizing hey I don't do well in a school year academic setting with yeah. art it's really it's draining hard. yeah it's horrible <laughs> I lived with an art student for a year and it was yeah she was <laughs> yeah they did her dirty yeah yeah They're really bad it was really bad <laughs> up all night yeah yeah and my brother uh in architecture school like he did not sleep like it was as well that's not okay yeah like that's like they the i think i think the accredit whatever msu was accredited mm-hmm. by like they actually put like health care restrictions on what the architecture professors were requiring <laughs> but um, that's because, not because it's like not because it's super um intellectually challenging but the nature of studio work is that it just takes so much time and on a time crunch yeah. sleep. um and so yeah you're putting someone in an environment that they wouldn't be in in the real world right right, right. which is very disorienting yeah yeah so i i realized that i work really i love like workshops like week-long two-week-long classes yeah. at like retreat centers or places and where you can meet other artists um Mm -hmm. and and really just like and it's so fun too because you're not being graded and the professors are not um expecting you to like make any masterpieces because like that wouldn't make sense as you're learning because you're in the workshop to like learn a new medium yeah of course or to dive into like something very like niche that the professor specializes in yeah um and so so you're just you're just there to learn, totally learn, just totally experiment, and that's very that's so nice. It's kind of yeah, yeah, it's freeing. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> you're not trying to produce um, something like there's no protocol for a grade. Yeah, it and then that really takes your work in a much better direction afterwards because you're just kind of launched into this new experimentation, and then. And then after the workshop, you can kind of start to, okay, what is this? How do we, like, do this? How do I figure that for myself? Yeah. Right, right. Or how do we create a body of work out of this? Um, And so, and then, um, like, people, like, even my friends who went to art school, like, when I was with them at Oxbow, they are like, this is, like, the best two weeks I've ever had making art. And I was like, yeah, like, what's the point of art? school <laughs> like why don't we just yeah. like, spend your money on this and um yeah truly sitting down with people that right have that are art artists in whatever yeah. medium they work in and like have truly experienced like yeah life <laughs> yeah yeah outside of the classroom 
Right, right. And it's just, it's just so fun. Cause like, a lot of people are just taking a week off from their job. And it's just like adult summer camp. And just yeah. people are getting just like, wasted. And you know, so. <laughs> just, yeah, no, but they want to like, art they really, camper. <laughs> yeah, no, they want to experience, they want to explore that art, but they yeah. also want to explore like, I art is super social. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, like yeah. it's like we have museums around the world that we all are told that we need to go to. So it's like, right. yeah, and we should, ex- and we experience with other people. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. inherently something that you should have a good time doing. I feel like, right, <laughs> right. and it, I, like in India, I, there weren't a lot of art on the walls, but the textiles of in the saris everyone was wearing, yeah, were just mind-blowing so the the craft culture there um and and I think craft culture is essentially more community-based and less yes um uh less in this like gallery academic culture yeah and potentially like individualist yeah yeah and that's um like the individual matters but they matter in the context of the community yeah 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 and so when you're just in a community of artists at those workshops it's just so and I'm an old soul too so I love hanging out with like six-year-olds you are yeah (laughs) I love it yeah And you're so it's so wonderful to be around yeah. you. <laughs> I feel like we are just like it's like star cross like we mm-hmm. meant yeah. yeah yeah so that's my advice like and I think um I mean I talk about India a lot because it was like a really mm-hmm. a hard time for me personally um but really important in a lot of ways um but one of my professors said I think so few didn't go to India to become a better artist. Like if anything, we thought we were putting a pause on your art because you were going to work in, um, yeah. in the school. Um, but, um, but it's just the funny thing is like my art um, just expanded so much in that time. Um and she said, "You didn't go to India to become to become a better artist, but you did <laughs> become a better artist in India." Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, yeah, so like you can't really plan for experiences in life um, that, like, you can't just say like, "Okay, I'm going to go to art school, and like that is what's going to make me a good artist." You know, because like mm-hmm. I do value instruction and I do value guidelines yeah. and structure. Of but, course, and having somebody yeah. who's like this expert and yeah, but also guiding, I, yeah, yeah, but also the thing that made me the artist that I am is when I was working in a classroom for the deaf in India, yeah, like <laughs> making art. So it it's all like it's, the ex- it's balancing that experience, yeah. Or um, life is just you can't plan for it, and again, like we're just yeah, it's present. We're just it's just ikyo it's now and now and now and so it's and so I think I would just say to anyone like don't get stuck in a rut of like what you need to do because what is important will um will make itself known and will um, arise out of whatever is happening thank you that is a great place to end our our chat 
Um, our bathroom banter, this time coming from my kitchen and outdoors in Montana. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom. And I don't know, just like this, like, I know it's obviously virtual right now, but this like space that we have, I think between us, um, it is a space. I think, yeah, I think sharing that has been really, really wonderful. And I hope that everybody that's listening to this feels that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Whether it's now or in the future that they have that space to explore whatever they want. So thank you. (laughs) 